I mean, the highest trend I think I've ever taken is probably only 500. And I, I wouldn't, I didn't even like that. I still think that 300 milligrams of trend works huge and works incredibly well for the vast majority of people. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blood, Sweat, and Gear with coaches Skip Hill, Andrew Barry, myself, Scott McNally, and we are joined by IFBB Pro, Nate Spear. What's going on, Nate? What's up, guys? Good How to have you, nice? man. Good to have you. All of our programming is brought to you by truenutrition.com. You can use our code THINK for additional savings, high-quality third-party tested supplements from a company that you can trust, uh, supplementsource.ca for our Canadians, great deals that change week to week. Of course, we are brought to you by Patreon. We've got a few of your Patreon questions. By the way, I'm going to post a new thread over there this week, so get ready to load that up, guys, and we will go to bat and, and take all those questions. We've got a, a, a heavy-hitter topic. This is something we did on drugs and stuff, but I wanted to get your opinions too we're going to discuss the most overrated steroids this will be a fun one and uh, uh but before we do that though we just got back everything's all set up we're your home nate's in his new apartment uh in florida he's back from the van city or the vancouver pro uh where you managed to take third place in a tough lineup man those guys looked incredible dude you battled up against some monsters uh shout out to hassan he he's brought together the package i've always wanted him to i'm so happy to see that and i'm so happy to see how well you did so we're gonna sit back and hear a tale about uh two americans traveling to canada to do a show <laughs> yeah yeah no it was an amazing weekend uh it really turned out to be something special uh, more so because we just went through it was just a lot of it was a long process you know like for those that don't know i did new york the new york pro back in may <clears throat> so it was an eight week stretch from new york to vancouver and there was a lot of other moving pieces usually my preps are pretty stress-free nothing no outside tangibles or whatever just very easy going um so this is the first one that i felt like it was a little bit uh I guess harder to manage because uh, at two weeks out, um, for those that don't know, I moved down to Florida, 10 minutes down the road from Andrew, actually. So that's been amazing. <laughs> nice. Um, but part of the process, um, I I drove down to Universe <clears throat> when that was happening. Yeah. And I had a client down there, which she ended up turning pro, which is amazing. So that was Congrats, my first IPV pro. And then I, I literally flew right from there newark down to florida at two weeks out and then i had someone drive my car down and my dog down <laughs> and uh met up with them when i got down here and then um stayed with andrew for a few days and then i moved into my new apartment and uh but the whole time it's been unfortunate but i've had some the moving company it's been sort of a nightmare to say the least but uh so my stuff is still not here and i've been sleeping on an air mattress for like two weeks <laughs> so oh you know that's been interesting um so sort of having to make do with stuff like that um and then to lead up to the show honestly like i like i was i was amazed actually like two days out it was the most peeled i've probably i think i've ever been at least my glutes were like really really dry really crispy so everything was coming together really nice and then um yeah the vans vancouver pro came around um, we were supposed to leave at, on Thursday. Um, and everything started out smooth. Me and Andrew, it was just me and him uh, together. And uh, so we headed out. 
um, from Tampa to Dallas. That was smooth, no issues. And then we got to Dallas to fly to Vancouver. And um, there was a lot of pickups, we'll say. It pretty much started out with, you know, there was a two-hour delay because the, it was too hot to get on the plane, like the boarding, the walkway or whatever. Okay. Um, so that was delayed. And then they were started putting on people, five people at a time. So pretty much no one died because the, the walkway was pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was so sketchy. You think they would have just moved the plane, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a lot of stuff where you're like, why didn't they do this, you know? Yeah. So we all get on the plane like three hours later, and it was just and it was hot on the plane. The AC wasn't working. And then uh, so we finally take off, and we're in the air, and then this sound goes off in the plane, and it's like sort of sketchy sound, right? <laughs> and then... Um, and then I'm thinking like, oh no! And then so, let me like 100 miles in. I think maybe like 200. 40 minutes in, 200. Um, they they say they come on the speaker and they say pretty much the plane is unsafe. We have to turn around and we have to land the plane. And there's me. also you know emergency vehicles on standby. Even though they said it's not a big deal, it's part of a procedure. But it was just sort of comical, I guess. Now looking back <laughs> at it, uh, so we turned around the plane. And we get back, and it's probably like 10 p.m. And then, so they get us a hotel. So then we have to stay over in Dallas. Now, at this point, I'm pretty much gone through all my food because I'm prepared to obviously, you know, get into Vancouver. I did have one extra meal. So, but uh, are you so flying got, with, we get, are, uh, wait, are you guys flying together? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You guys are flying together. So Andrew's right there with you. Most important yeah. question Do you guys both get the aisle seat? And sit across the aisle from one another because you don't sit right next to each other, do you? I'm sorry. Well, but that's... so I set the, f- I purposely okay. set the flights up to set it up exactly as you're describing, Scott, to get the okay. aisle seats so that we could be across from each other but not directly next to each other. Thank that's, you. Yeah, that's crucial. Gonna, There's no way you're going to put two super heavyweight dudes sitting next to each other and have. It was a critical ride. question that I needed to have answered in <laughs> order to picture this scenario. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at least Andrew is with you. You guys are fielding the situation. It's obviously not good. What do you you go through all your food? Now you're in a hotel. You're in Dallas. So you basically traveled like two states now. <laughs> you're you're in Dallas and you're not even on your way yet. What do you guys do from there? I'll let Andrew take so, over a little bit. Yeah, so um, they set us up in probably the cheapest, worst hotel they probably could have that was about 20 minutes from the airport. Yeah, it was one of those things where we were driving, an Uber is picking us up and driving us, and you're looking at all the different hotel options that we're passing, and we're like, why aren't we going to one of those, you know? Because then again, we have a turnaround where we have a 6 a.m. flight the next morning that they had rescheduled us for. So we're 20 minutes away. (laughs) This is where it kind of gets interesting. We get into this shiesty hotel and um i think the guy behind the counter thought we were like a couple or something because he gave us he gave us a room card with like one bed right and we get in there (laughs) did it vibrate "Ah." yeah yeah (laughs) did you have to put quarters Quarters in the bed okay i'll be quiet yeah Yeah, there's a bottle there's a bottle of champagne in there too but uh so i go back down and i'm like hey dude like I was asking, like, yeah, one room is fine, but we just need two beds. Like, we're not an item, you know? And he's like, okay. And he grabs the card from me, and he just scratched off the number he had written on it because he'd written with a pencil, and he wrote a different number. And he's like, you go check and find, see if that room has two two beds. 
What? And I'm like, you want me to go? What? I was like, and first up, then I go, wait a minute. You just gave me this card for the room 147. <laughs> that you didn't put it in oh, an ignometer. You just right. literally changed the number on it. So then as I'm walking to go and check the room, I'm like, this card works in every single room of the hotel, which means every card works in every room of the hotel. Yeah. Sketchy as hell. Yeah. But anyway, we get in the room because it does have two beds. And um, we had, a, I think, like four, four and a half hours total turnaround time for like sleep. Uh, along the way, we had um, I put in an order for Instacart to deliver, you know, like those uh, tuna packets, the flavored tuna packets, rice cakes. Um, yeah. Some of the other just like, you know, macro friendly essentials that we could get away with without having to prepare anything. And so that was one of Nate's last meals was, which is kind of like a long shot because, you know, we hadn't been using tuna for any of his meals for prep. So it's like, Hey, fingers crossed that this digests well and doesn't cause any issues, you know, for his, for his looker, for his digestion. Yeah. That went out without a hitch. We get to the airport the next morning for our 6am flight that, okay, we're going to get in by 11 o'clock. Is this what's that? Friday now? Friday morning? This is now Friday, one okay. day before the show. Nate has to check in that evening at five o'clock or so and do a tan okay. shortly after that. So we're like, okay, we're we got plenty of time. We're in good shape. Well, we get there, and guess what? There's no airplane at our gate. You would have thought, after delaying these people twelve or fifteen hours, that you might have a fresh airplane, brand new, fueled up, ready to go. Yeah. That was not the case. So we stuck around for another two hours waiting for a plane. Got finally got on the plane, and then we get over. We hear over the loudspeaker. All right, folks. Now we're just waiting for a pilot, and we're like, mm-hmm. oh, you, you guys think- didn't have a pilot scheduled for this? Like, like in my mind, I'm just like American. You guys are messing up left <clears throat> and right. And they've always been good. Like I've used them for the last five years almost exclusively, and they they rarely is you know a hitch. This year has been massive mess up for them, one after another. Oh, dude, and it's not just them. them it's like it's all, exactly. yeah, it really it is. is. It's yeah. oh. And it's a shit show. Well, it's a shit show. It is a shit show. Well, anyway, so we get, we're finally moving. We're getting to the runway. Well, guess what? We're sitting there taxiing, waiting for another two hours or so. Oh, because God. we were 10th or 11th on the list. Now, yeah. you would also think if people, if this flight has been delayed 12, 14, 15 hours now, you might be able to skip up the line and maybe move some of the other people back and make them delayed by 15 minutes or so. Right. No cookie. So we I'd like at one point Nate had fallen asleep and I saw him wake up and like look around trying to think like, oh, we're landing and then realizing, oh, no, we haven't even taken off yet. It, it was that. Oh, situation. Dude, dude, Nate, you're I, so you're so calm and relaxed. Did Was the stress like boiling at this point? Was it coming up on you? Well, a little bit, honestly. I was like, so what happened really was when we finally did take off, that sound happened again. So I literally, in my, <laughs> my head was like, "This is not happening." Like I, I, and honestly, I said something out loud. I probably shouldn't have, but I was like, "What the f?" or something like pretty loud because I think at this point everyone was like, "And I'm a day out on Halo, right?" <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. That's and like amazing. the thing was, is so, that yeah, like, I was, like he said, was a little bit like. He said what had been on every single person's mind that had yeah. been in our area that had heard that sound, like because it was the exact sound that we heard after takeoff 
the day before and it, we're like, oh, they're going to turn this friggin' plane around again. And I yeah. think I bet going in his mind was like, am I even going to make it to the show yeah. like at all? Like, yeah. Is this just a complete waste? Or when I do get there, am I going to look soggy and soft and just not you know, just from the stress of the situation? But honestly, he held it together like really, really well. And um, we did make it to our destination on time. We had a rental car. We drove to the Airbnb, which and here's another thing about maybe the Vancouver Pro might want to think about is not having the show an hour away from the city of Vancouver. Where we were at was beautiful, but it was an hour away, like I said, and it didn't attract as many um, spectators as a professional show should, in my opinion. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Like, I'm going to be generous and say that there was like maybe 40 to 50 people in the audience for the night show, for the finals. You're kidding me. You're kidding me. Yeah. Yeah. I was. It was like a local. It was like a local show. And then. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That that kind of blows. I I think they used well, to. Well, maybe it that's why they closer. went with a venue that was less expensive away from the city too. I mean, I'm not you trying to promote, defend though. them. I'm just saying if they knew that, or they if that's the way the crowds trend for that show, that maybe why they went further out so they could save money. On it's them. usually bigger I mean, from what I've seen. Like it's okay. it's yeah, it's usually bigger. Draws a lot of people and stuff. And I know they used to have it downtown i know at one point i think they had it in a uh one of the casinos and stuff so i mm-hmm. that sounds like a did, andrew did you could were there points when you looked at nate did you did you because you guys are close you can tell when your friend is getting pissed did, were there points where you're like oh no, man, he did I'm, a great job yeah he did a great job. Like, honestly if i was if the roles were reversed i think i would have flipped my shit way more than he did but <laughs> yeah he was yeah i mean he, he you know because i think you know I think we mentally just kind of like we're, we're going to take it as it comes. We're going to we're going to do the best we can. And we know that like he didn't gain fat in like yeah. 24 hours, especially not eating anything. You know, he didn't right. put on loads of water that we can't, you know, control and take take you know, take care of once we get there. And to that point, you know, when we got there, first thing we did was we found a decent spot and did some did some pictures and some posing. And, you know, his he, he had that, you know, that that coveted fat and watery or not uh, flat and watery look to him you know what i mean like and when i say coveted i mean like nate don't look at these pictures right now one one of those types of deals because because yeah you know a little bit underfed stress your body's holding water um just haven't been sitting around all day sitting around but in an uncomfortable position you know what corrected that it's a tough position for a prep guy too in fairness and you can take out you know, if you take the friendship you exactly. part out of it, okay. Yeah, I'll tell you exactly because, like, our peak for this was really a non-peak at all because he was looking so good Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, mm-hmm. every single day. Like he had point said, I think before we started recording, um, like his glutes were as dug out as they've ever been in his life, like consistently day in and day out. Um, and and if his glutes are peeled like that, everything else is just shredded to the bone, right? So in my mind, we just got to get back to what we do. I sent him to the plane of fitness down the road and he did like an hour long pump workout. And that literally came, brought his body back to life. Like it sorted his body out. He got rid of that sheen of water. He had life back to his muscle. And then he had his next meal and it just started getting better and better from there. So it really, you know, would it have been nice to have a smooth transition to Vancouver? Absolutely. But all being said, like I, I, I don't know how much it would have improved the look if it was a an easy trip to get there because I really think his body came back to life perfectly the way it should have. So the next prep and the next peak will involve 
tuna packets, 24 hours of fasting. <laughs> yeah, this rear double, this rear double right here, man. I, I, I that's arguably the best I've ever seen you right here. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. That was actually a second day too. Uh, so okay, there was two days, and that was actually a final. So we held that together pretty good. And came back a little fuller with the red trunks. Hell yeah, dude! Uh, I remember like critiquing shows with you when you were an amateur, and and like seeing shows that Hassan was in. How did it feel? To be yeah. up there battling with him and Stanimal. Uh, it was awesome, man. It was, uh, yeah, Hassan's like a freak, too. Just walk when he, like, he's even, like, bigger in person, for sure. Yeah. Like, just, you know what I mean? Like, because I think a lot of people were like, oh, you, like, held your own, like, next to Hassan or whatever. But I was like, <laughs> well, you should, like, in person, he was way bigger, I felt like. You know what I mean? Like, just a tank. And he's, like, only, like, five foot eight, probably. So okay. mm-hmm. he's just, like, sort of, like, just a massive dude you know and his like back when he's like walking around you know what i mean and honestly you know who was really impressive was uh the black dude prince um he got fourth okay he, he just needs to need to dial it in and like get like learn how to peak but he's a freak he's, he used to be a 212er but he's really he's, good too and he's moved up huh that's cool i love seeing that yeah mm-hmm. that's the one awesome. thing that stands out to me i just i have to make this note <clears throat> especially you from the back nate <clears throat> And I know that other people know this. Andrew knows this. Scott knows this. But I think it's worth saying. The the to me, my opinion, the biggest weakness that you had chasing the pro card, uh, not as much in the last you know year year and a half, but uh, certainly a couple years ago, was you were your legs were real thin from the back, hmm. and that is so fucking gone. <laughs> and I don't think it's any coincidence that as that's gone. Oh, I'm a pro. Now I'm doing well as a pro. I mean, it all just yeah. kind of came together. It, it really was the first thing to me, the first thing that popped out. And I remember thinking, God damn, he's good. If these legs from the back get wider and thicker, holy shit, is it going to be lights out? And I like when I'm right. My wife doesn't think I'm right very often, but I was I was right this time. It's good to see because it's just it's it's just not still a week. Oh, yeah, it's a little weak. It's just gone. It's like, oh, shit, man. That's good to see. Very, very well balanced. Condition. You guys brought it big time. It's unfortunate that you had to deal with what you had to deal with. Uh, but I, for anybody who isn't doesn't fly a lot, it's every airline. There's a shortage of pilots and crew. They're constantly, if you're not, I remember we got away from the gate. We had three minutes to be away from the gate, 12 minutes to board. And we made it because if we didn't, <laughs> well, they were going to time out. We had to go back in. Yeah, you're it, kidding. It's bad. Yeah, the getting stuck. My wife has been stuck in in cities on uh, when she has a cancellation for two and three days. Has to buy another yeah. ticket on another airline to get out. Otherwise, you're stuck there. And they put you in the because they they have to go to these less than desirable places so that they know they have open rooms all the time and it's cheaper for them. So all the yeah. complaining in the world isn't going to get you out of it. You have to spend money at that point at the last minute. And I don't know how you guys, you guys are cool. My <laughs> wife, she isn't going to stay in a hotel that didn't $400 a night. Skip, That's look at this side. It is. Look at that side well, yeah. leg. Yeah. It's just, it's just after, <laughs> after such a crazy, you know, trip and a crazy weekend to see you not only do so well with the placings, the placings are what they are. Um, but to see the condition come in like that and you show up in arguably your best condition, uh, it's, it's pretty nice consolation. It's cool. Well, listen, guys. We, yeah, uh, it was it was definitely more. Oh, sorry, I got a little bit of lag, but 
Um, I was just saying it was just more rewarding that way because of like all the obstacles, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. And to show my best look and for two days too, you know what I mean? Like day one, I thought we were like a tiny bit drier, but, um, like day three, I think my body or my day two, my body really just came to life. And like, it was like, I was still like pretty damn dry, but like the fullness was like pretty, pretty epic. And like the color got a little darker and, and then, um, also too, like it was pretty crazy. Like at the show, it was so hot backstage on the first day. So sometimes people, they're watching the live stream or whatnot. We were all just pouring sweat because it was like, there was nothing you could really do. It was that hot. You know what I mean? And like, once you started like sweating a little bit, it was like, and I don't, I'm usually a guy that don't usually sweat that much, but that one was just, uh, it was pretty rough on day one. And like, they had to stop us actually through prejudging. And then for like five minutes, the tanning ladies are just wiping everyone off. Oh, and then finally, nice. like, we were trying to catch our breath, too, because there was only six guys there, so they posed the crap out of us on prejudging uh, yeah. day one. They just, like, they did a lot of comparisons with, like, just two people, and then me and that guy Prince, and then, like, the two tall guys, and and then, like, all of us together, and then, like, so they really put us through the ringer, for sure. Well, it had a beautiful turnout. It was totally, in in my opinion, as a, just somebody who was like literally sitting at home looking at the pictures. It was so worth it, <laughs> and I'm sure that I'm sure yeah. you feel that way too. Um, well, we, let me also we, bring up a point because because this is what happened to Nate, and it happens if you're an amateur. Let's say you're the last guy to do his super heavyweight routine, right? And then you win your class, and then you got to go out for the overall and, and yeah. compete. You're already hot. Your body's all like you, you got a little bit of sheen going on you. All those other guys have been standing around waiting for 5, 10, 30, 40 minutes mm-hmm. if you know the lightweight threw up. So their bodies are cool. So in this situation, Nate had to do his individual routine, which was like two minutes or so. Right. And then immediately get right back out there and start doing uh, the comparison posing. So like his body was already yeah. – and, and when I say when, – when he said it was hot, it was probably like 90, 93 degrees – backstage like it was Good that god it, yeah wow. like it was if there's one thing they should definitely work on is finding some type of airflow situation fans whatever it is because all these guys were like you, you know how there's always one guy in a show that's like dripping in his tan all six of the guys were dripping like that after one round of posing so yeah. i think that's something that promoters need to look at for sure all right, we got to move on, guys. We've got a topic. Gotcha. We, we may have time for one or two listener questions, and then, of course, we'll get back to those on the following episodes. Um, but most overrated steroids, like I said, this is something we talked about with Dave Crossland, uh, and I wanted to bring it to you guys. Actually, this will be coming out before the Drugs and Stuff episode. So, you know, I thought it would just be a fun topic to talk about. I think every the conclusion I came to is that every compound really does have its place. There's there's nothing to me that's truly overrated if you really look at it for what it's worth. But I think sometimes some of the overrated, underrated stuff comes in with like what people think of it, how 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 much people think it's such a great thing. And I definitely think that there are overrated compounds in that respect. Who wants to start us out? I'll start. I'll go. I'll go ahead, Nate. Yeah. Have at it, Nate. I mean, for me, I know like what I like what you said though, like, like how you let it in that all things have like their certain. So I think when you say that, where first thought is like how to get massive, or you know what I mean, or how to get shredded. But sometimes there's other, you know, PEDs with other uses, right? So, but for me, when I first think of that, for me, it's I mean, 
I know you guys like Equipoise, but for me, I just never really saw the return that I was looking for as far as uh, EQ goes. Just, uh, I mean, I've tried it a few different times, and I just never really noticed much of a difference, I guess, um, as far as, like, response or recovery, which is obviously supposed to increase a lot. Um, I have noticed, like, one. my blood work actually gets a little, um, like, my red blood cell count gets, like, more elevated than most other compounds. So sometimes then my blood pressure gets a little bit higher. So for me, it's like, okay, my, my health is being more put at risk, but I'm not really seeing, you know what I mean, much going on here. Um, so that's something I look at too, is like, how, how do I respond on the blood panel with each compound? And like, is the risk versus reward, I guess, there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's for a me, good one. EQ, yeah. People love it or hate it, don't they? Yeah, that's true. All right, I'm going to go out. I'll, I'll say DHB. And um, I know we've had this really? conversation. Yeah, we've had this conversation, what, two, three months ago, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. I'll be honest, because I, I gave it another shot right after that episode. I said, okay, I'm going to go four <laughs> weeks. Okay. Yeah, or maybe it was five weeks. And um, dosing-wise, I believe it was 350 to 400 milligrams a week with a test base of uh, 550, I think it was. And honestly didn't see jack shit um definitely felt more irritable loss of concentration mentally Hmm. and um and it just doesn't feel good to put in your body uh that's (laughs) you know i mean it's it's maybe i caused a reverse placebo effect on my body because i'm like this this drug isn't shit but i'm gonna give it one more shot (laughs) so maybe maybe i talked to my my muscle cells out of like not responding to it but yeah, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm. What do you guys think about DHB? I know Skip, you you like it. I am. I'm. I'm a big fan. I'm on it right now, and I really do. I really do like it. I will tell you that it takes me again, person. And I think these are the opinions that we're giving. You know, yeah, we train a lot of clients and everything else, but I'm kind of coming at this at, from myself personally and how I respond to things. The first three or four weeks, I think. It takes a minute for, or at least it does for me, to tolerate the injections. Huh? They get. I run mine under warm water <clears throat> because I load my pins weekly. So when I get ready to, you know, I go to my place. I don't want to give it away. It's actually a storage unit in Tulsa, Oklahoma. If anybody's listening <laughs> from the DEA, and um, <laughs> and I do my shots there, and then I drive. <laughs> anyway, um, I, I take the pins and I run them under warm water. And I, I'm careful, obviously, because you don't want water, you know, inside the pin mm-hmm. hub and everything else. Of course. The point yeah. is I run them. And I, I, it helps to thin it out a little bit. And that takes care of 90% of the soreness. But if I don't do that, there are muscles that I've hit that, like, I hit my lats once, and they were sore for, like, eight or nine days, a crippling sore. So there is that component of it, but as far as me, I respond very, very, very well to it. I it, I don't want to say it's one of my favorites, but it's up there. I, but, I do, and, and that's the difference between us, where these individual things, you know, the topic is what compound we feel is, is overrated. I think Primabolin is overrated for me. Well, before me. we skip, before we get that far, because I, I was waiting to say something too on the DHB. Okay. What, let me ask you though how how long does it take for that to work for you? Because when it I ran DHB, longer. 
Yeah, Andrew, I'll tell you, man, when I ran DHB the first time, it was earlier in my experimentation, and I was like, oh, man, this stuff is garbage. Like, I'm not, literally, I'm not getting anything. This is just like running test only, because I was also running test. And it wasn't until past, like, the six-week point that I actually right. felt benefit from it. And um, then the second time I ran it, I was like, oh, I'll run it at a higher dose. I ran it at 600, exact same thing. It was like six weeks in plus. And from that, like six weeks to 15 weeks, it was like, oh my God, this stuff is great. But literally the first month I was like, I have never been on a compound that felt like I wasn't taking a compound early on more than this. So, I mean, that in itself, man, could be a reason to consider overrated. There's so many compounds that you could get a good benefit from early on, you know? I would consider yeah. any that's compound that you need to wait. Yeah, if you got to wait six, seven, eight weeks to see the gains from something, to me, it's like eh, it's yeah. not worth it. Like there, I think we, I think we have other tools in the arsenal that we can we can use. And yes, obviously, blood levels need to build up to, to proper levels to exert a benefit. But you know, two weeks, you know, three maybe, but six, seven to me is just not um, it's not acceptable. So fair enough. And I think we all decided previously too like none of us have our clients run it i have clients on it do you I mean, okay I, maybe that was just me i'm then. not handing I, out dh well the other part is you have to take into consideration that it's it's not easy there's a couple things it's not easy for everybody to get and yeah. then that client you have to take into consideration their experience with gear uses because if that compound it does crash if you're it can crash very easily. And if it begins to crash and they don't know or you don't know and you inject, then you're just asking for huge issues with abscess and pain and mm. it's, it can, can get really bad. The other thing is I don't, you know, I'm talking about warming up syringes. I don't, I'm not going to explain things like that and yeah. have, advocate for my clients to do that or anybody listening to do it. It's something I do because I know what I'm doing when I do it. It's not too hot. I'm not getting water inside of, you know, or, or, or on the needle or inside the syringe or anything like that. But there's a lot of things that can go wrong that you can sure. end up with an infection. I don't want anybody coming back to me going, well, I did what skipped it. He's a dumbass because it didn't work for me. And I had to, you know, go to the hospital mm -hmm. and have an abscess removed. So mm -hmm. it's yeah. just something that has worked, worked well for me. Uh, but again, coming back to I, my compound is primable and I won't go yeah. long on it. You guys heard me say before, I'm not a fan. I, I always come back to things. I don't shelf things, whether it's nutrition, training, gear, whatever. I, I will set it aside, but I always come back because I, variables change over time. Uh, I've been training for a long time, almost 40 years. I've been doing gear for 30 years. I don't even know how long, something like that, close to 30 years. So something that may not have worked well, like growth hormone, early on, come back to it, it works great when I'm older. So I have come back to Primabola. I have used different sources. I have used very high doses, to me, very high doses, just to see maybe it's a dosing issue. And I just will not use it anymore. It just doesn't do anything for me. And I have clients who love it, and they respond very, very well to it. Not me. Mm. What's the highest you brought in a skip? Oh, I was afraid you'd ask that. Mm -hmm. I did once. <laughs> I did once. I mean, it's not ridiculous, but, you know, it, it's subjective. Someone's going to think it's ridiculous. But I've run it at 1,000, and I've run it for probably eight weeks at 1,000. Now, is it huge? It's primo. I mean, I always say it's primo is like watered down everything else. It's not as strong. You don't have the risks. Not like I would ever consider. I mean, the highest trend I think I've ever taken is probably only 500. And I, 
I wouldn't. I didn't even like that. I still think that 300 milligrams of Tran works huge and works incredibly well for the vast majority of people. I know that there are plenty of people listening now who are going, oh, here we go again. Here come the lies. The old head's throwing out the lies about the gear. He doesn't want to tell the truth. <clears throat> but I went up. I went up because I wanted to see because I had done six or 800 before. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to push it and I'm going to see. And you always have the source component too because it is a more expensive compound. So you don't know, but I've had... You know, you guys know this longer you're in the game, the better your sources, the more reliable they are. And I have always felt like I had a, and if for all of a sudden, if all of a sudden it would have started to work or I would have gotten a response from it, that might be different. And I'd be like, okay, maybe I didn't have real Prima Ball before, but <clears throat> it's never worked. Guys, what do you think about Primo? Do you agree? Because that was one of the ones that Dave picked and I backed that one. I, I'm not a Primo guy either. Oh, he said the same thing? Yeah, yeah, Dave Crossland agreed. I mean, I'm a fan, but I've had times where I've not been a fan too, like Skip sort of said, like I've ran it and been like, eh, and then I've ran it and been like, okay, that was awesome. Like, So maybe it's also the time of where you're at as far as like nutrition, body composition, you know, all that kind of good stuff. Because I do remember it, I ran like 800 Primo and like a 1,000 test, and that was like a cycle for me, <clears throat> and that was like post-show. And I, I felt amazing, and I just—it made me feel like really just good overall. And I just had a really good response to it. And also, then there was another time, you know, you're, where I ran it. You're, I'm sorry, maybe you're more experienced, you know, than Skip. Like in that one day when Skip does more bodybuilding, <laughs> you know, he'll like, it's like <laughs> he got—he got to put a lot of time into training to understand that. So it's you know, yeah, so I, when I see what you're saying. That's trying. what you're saying, right, Nate? <laughs> Well, if I would just get the mind. training and nutrition right, then maybe it would maybe yeah. it would work. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was your right, what Scott, was the other time? I think I think I think there's like certain times and phases where you just respond. You know what I mean? Maybe a little bit differently to things like Skip was saying. Not even yeah. just an age thing, but just like time, place, how your overall stress levels are, your life, and all that kind of sort of coincides with each other. You know, as far as response, like. Most of us, we've had our best progress when our life is going the best, right? So sometimes that can also, you know, you can put that on with like a certain cycle, you know what I mean? And be like, oh, that was like the best time I ever ran it. Well, there's also a lot of other variables maybe that were coming into play, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Correlation versus causation. I would agree with Primo. I understand DHB. I didn't like EQ at a low dose. And then when I ran it really high then I found that it was really good. Like that was my jam, but I would have agreed had I never ran it really high. That said, I'm, I'm telling you, man, EQ is one of those compounds that people either love it or hate it. And for some people, I think it does work better for than others. Like I've had people that are like, no man, I'd much prefer DECA any day of the week. And that that's, you know, that's what it's all about. Well, my other skip, one. Skip said I do, I always come around to it. So like, I usually go back and try EQ again. I think the highest I ran it was 900, but, um, I don't know. I, I've had good, res I've had some good results with it, but nothing that was like amazing or usually what I notice from it is like the thing that I do notice is like the fullness from it. You know what I mean? Like my yes. shoulders get a little bit more like rounder and that kind of stuff. So there's, it's not like it's, I wouldn't say it was junk, but I did want to ask you guys what your thoughts are as far as on the list. Would you put mint on the list or not? <sighs> Or See, I, don't use. I, I don't have people use mint, but here's the thing. If, if someone comes to me and they're like, 
I use Mint. I respond awesome to it. I'm not going to be like, well, I don't use Mint with people. And, and it's the same thing with any compound, right? If someone comes with a past, yeah. and it, especially if they're, you know, experienced, you know, they're not a 22-year-old kid, but they're a 32-year-old guy who's done 8, 10, 15 cycles, and they've sorted some things out as to how their body responds to certain things. I'm absolutely going to take their advice and, and include something like Mint if they say they like it. Is it in my go-to wheelhouse? Absolutely not. I just think the variables that you need to control there, include basically estradiol, um, it, it's 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 a it's a wild horse, you know. Like you would, in my opinion, you need to have someone testing their their estradiol like every couple of weeks to make mm. sure you're dosing an AI properly to get the most out of that compound. And most people, they're not going to go to get labs done every two weeks, you know, unless they have cancer or something, or unless they have, you know, a major disease. So that, that to me, it's 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 almost prohibitory because or prohibitive is that is prohibitory a word skip that's a tough one uh, it's pro it's no prohibitive <laughs> anyway yeah, it's prohibitive just because of all the all the stuff that goes with it in terms of you know estradiol and oh my junk and doesn't work today and oh but and estrone as well yeah yeah exactly so and, and that's the thing it's like i don't think we as a bodybuilding community fully understand the relationship between all three types of estrogen and how to control all of them you know we just yeah. look at e2 right because yeah. that's the most predominant one in the male body and the female body up until menses so it's or until um menopause so it's it's one of those variables that it's just harder to control yeah um prohibitory is is I just checked on it, but I wasn't sure if you said if you were trying to get prohibitory or if you said prohibitory. <laughs> but I just checked on it. Trying to prevent or hinder. I would go with mint as being overrated. I would go with mint as being overrated, and when I say that, I'm looking at it from how it is seen, and mm -hmm. uh, I will put that in with my other overrated compound, which I am saying Tren is overrated. What? Yep, you heard me. Shut the front door. I know, I know. I told Blast. Dave this story, Explain. but I have to tell you guys this one too. I was coming back from the gun range the other day, and I stopped at the gas station, so you guys are going to hear the story twice that watch the show. And this kid behind the counter was like, uh, hey, what's up, man? What's up, bro? I'm like, hey, how's it going? You know, get my gas. Got, I came in to get an energy drink for the next morning. And he's like, uh, you just coming from the gym? I was like, ah, oh, no, no, I'm just, you know, just driving home. He's like, you, uh, you, you bodybuild, you, uh, you run, uh, you run TRT testosterone. I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I run. He's like, yeah, I run, you know, I, I use. Uh, I was like, I use, you know, TRT for my doctor. Yeah, I do. You know, it helps a lot. And he was like, <laughs> like you ever run trend? Yeah, he's like, you ever run trend? Kid's like twenty, all right. And he looked oh, like geez. he exercised. You know, he looked like he went to the gym. He looked at, like he hung out at LA Fitness with three of his other buddies. And, um, you know, they all pull up in their, like, Honda Accords with, like, the effects and, the, you know, the, the blacked out windows and everything. And uh, it, it, and uh, he's like, uh, he's like, uh, yeah, man, I, I just I ran some trend. It was so strong. Like, man, that stuff. They don't tell you how they don't tell you how strong that stuff is. I was like, how old are you? <laughs> I was like, how old are you? He's like, I got 20. You know, 20. He's like, I'm going to probably, probably run it again. <laughs> you looked at him and you said Trent was overrated. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. No, I was just like, oh, no. He asked me if I used it. I was like, oh, years ago, you know, back in the day, I used to. Uh, but it's funny because everybody knows about trend now. Like, if you watch mainstream yeah. stuff, yeah. it's in the mainstream. People are like, you know, it used to be, you know, Winnie. It used to be Winstrel, you know, because Ben Johnson yeah. made that popular. But now yeah. it's like, what are you on trend? You know, so it's it yeah. is a mainstream thing. I hear it on the radio. I've heard it on TV. I hear it on YouTube channels, on like the gun channels. It's like nothing to do with bodybuilding. <laughs> I mean, yeah, people's pe- IG handles are even like trend something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Trend and boy, and it's lifted. You know, to this this place where yeah. it is a great yeah. compound. Don't get me wrong, and it would be one of the main compounds I would want to use for a cut, especially. But it's not all that so i think it's overrated that's that's my stance let me real quick ask you guys a question about men and i know we need to move on i just that's all right we got time man i wonder this the people that respond well and like men is it possible that they tolerate higher estrogen levels so much better than everybody else that they they benefit from that anabolic increase in estrogen levels that that the vast majority of people can't tolerate without getting gyno, without having those sides. Because I have had a couple of clients who have said the same thing. And they were, like mm-hmm. Andrew said, you know, they had, they were veterans. They had done plenty of cycles and plenty of gear, and they did like it. They tend to not like it in very high doses. I haven't, I can't mm-hmm. think of anybody who's come to me and said, yeah, I take a lot. It's, you know, 200, 300 <laughs> milligram or in there somewhere. It's not much, uh, which is good. But, um, you know, about the only reason I don't think I'd take it is that if I just really liked boobs a lot, and I wanted to play with my own titties, I would take it. And I think it would be, I think it'd be great for um, like transitioning. <laughs> for the trans community. And I'm not trying to get political or anything else, but I'm just saying if, if you want to increase estrogen don't levels, get band, you want to, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, it's like, damn. Uh, but I would wonder if you guys think the same thing. I mean, if people who tolerate higher, we've all seen it in clients at some point. Mm-hmm. You go, wow, you don't have any symptoms. You don't have any, any other than the blood work. You're just looking at it going, well, what the? What the hell? And I can think of one of the guys that uh, high level guys that I worked with in the last couple of years, he tolerated it very well too and would respond very well to it. And that's really the only logical. Well, some people like swear by it too. Yeah. One of the oh, things yeah. I've seen people have success with is running it with low test. The When mm-hmm. I ran it, so the first time I ran it, it was meant ACE and it was, that was fine. There was no, no issues whatsoever. I did hold water from it. Um, but the second time I ran it, just a, and that was 50 milligrams every other day, then 100 milligrams once a week, or twice split into twice a week, so 100 milligrams a week, sorry. It was 600 tests. It, my, my estrogen was through the roof and uncontrollable. I think it was estrone that I wasn't able to control, you know, like a nastier, harder-to-control form of estrogen. And, uh, and it screwed up my libido after I stopped taking it for several months like it wasn't quite mm-hmm. the same what, uh, test did you use like long acting tests like sip or something and I, I wasn't really doing would it much. be better if you ran it with probe well i ran it with probe the first time so i don't know okay. you know so and i and i didn't have issues but it was also the acetate version versus the enethate version yeah. but i've heard others since i've talked about my situation with it others people who have commented have said hey you know try running it with low test and then you'll be able to better manage it that's probably true, and, and I think a lot of people that do run it do do prefer like a 200, 250 test base to go with it. Um, but the other point I was going to bring up about mint is that I think it attracts it's it, 
it attracts people that want to see and feel the results very quickly because mental hits you pretty hard. Like within the first 10 days, I feel like, you know, you're on mint. If yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. Whereas, cause we were just talking about DHB and maybe it's a six, seven, eight week compound before you actually really start to see and feel the gains from it. Um, but I would say the opposite of mint mints like a three days in usually people are like, I know I'm on mint, you know? Yeah. Well, and look at it too from the aromatizing standpoint. You have one compound that doesn't aromatize, and the other one aromatizes um, probably three seconds after you inject. <laughs> you don't have the plunger all the way in, and the body's already yeah. <laughs> converting to, to estrogen. <laughs> I, I, what about this too? I mean, when you took it, um, do you think, or uh, obviously you've taken it more than one, I'm sure, but when you take it, do you take it? when you're looking more like you're in a bulk phase, you don't care if you're watery, you want to increase leverage, you uh, want to, you're just, you're forcing calories. I mean, it's, I would think like myself, someone like, like me who tries to stay lean all the time and I'm not really in this heavy off season bulking mode anymore. Um, you know, I would have an aversion to a compound like that anyway, because I don't think it would give me the visual that I'm after. I think it would counter, it would be counterproductive to that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that makes sense. So I bet we get some comments of like, yes. I'm going to run EQ meant DHB and Primo. <laughs> oh God. All together and no test base. And I'm going to see what happens because to prove right. you guys wrong, that all your overhyped steroids that you're talking about, yeah. they actually <laughs> do what I want them to do. <laughs> that said, leave us comments. Let us know what do you think is the most overrated steroid, uh, number one. And number two, um, have you had success with mint? If so, what dosing was it and what did you do with your testosterone? I would be very curious to hear anybody's feedback on that, you know. And what'd you do with your aromatase inhibitors? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. We've got one here. And I really, guys, I had to stop Andrew from talking before the show because he was like, he just wanted to do it then. And then I had to stop Skip from talking because he wanted to do it then. <laughs> Which is far more common than stopping Andrew from talking. <laughs> By the way, I'm on my laptop today because I it's like everything's all crunched down. This is a mess. It's a long, it's a long one here. But I, I think you literally just need to talk about the, the bulk of the, 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 the fruit of the conversation or the yeah. question. So basically, he's yeah. got a kid who's 18 years old. He's, uh, he's had experience with gear, obviously. He's uh, one of our Patreon people. Um, and um, he, his son is 18. I think he said he's really big into the UFC. And he wants to get involved with gear now. <clears throat> Should he do it? Should he be a part of it? Should he help his son? Hey, what's going on, guys? Thank you for all your help and all your support with doing this show. Uh, if you're on YouTube, leaving comments, stuff like that. Of course, subscribing, that helps. If you're on iTunes, if you could leave us a good five-star review, that definitely makes a difference for other people being able to find our programming. And thank you to everybody from Patreon. You guys are legitimately like together. All of you giving $5 or $10 per month, it literally has created a small income so that I can do this full time. Thank you to our first and original 
sponsor, True Nutrition. They believed in us before anybody else did, which I'm so grateful for. And it's a great it's a great marriage because they have supplements that I've believed in and that I've suggest long before they had anything to do with our programming. That's why I asked them to be a part of it. Use our code THINK over there. Get some additional savings on supplements that you can trust. In the UK, check out Strom Sports Nutrition. They've got some really awesome health stacks, some performance stuff too. Uh, if you're in the UK, definitely check out Strom. Tell them that we sent you. And of course, supplementsource.ca for our Canadians. I mean, some of their deals are just absolutely crazy. They'll be like on label changes or overstock products. You might get like a, a granite supplement for 20 bucks. So definitely check them out if you're in Canada. And uh, yeah, that's all I got. So thank you guys for watching. Let's get back to the program. Guys, go. Take we don't have as much to say. Well, <laughs> Take it, Skip. If I, had, if I had, ahead, like, Nate. a son, like, that's the question, pretty much, like, how would you advise him? I mean, for me, I would, because if I've been around a little bit, I would try to find him, like, a really good coach, you know what I mean, to someone help that sort of would, like, guide him. So you're not really, like, the guy that's, like, under, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't want to be, like, really getting my son, like, gear, right? So... <laughs> Um, let me add like, a caveat. If I found him like a really good coach. Yeah. Let, let's let's well. So we're all coaches. Let's say we have a son. That, all of us individually, we have a son that's eighteen, and we because we've been on that side of the of the tracks when we were eighteen, and I, I assume all of us probably, you know, if if we didn't take it, we thought about it at eighteen, nineteen. Let's say up till twenty years old, right? Um, but let's let's use that parameter, okay? Knowing what you know now, not not like, hey, I'm just an average dad who my son comes to me and says he wants to start taking like, like us is us. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Um, it is a difficult, yeah, then clearly I guess, it's I mean, a difficult question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's definitely difficult. I mean, cause at the end of the day, like you obviously, I mean, I mean, I would probably just refer him to Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. My Andrew dealer. It's the easy answer. <laughs> 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 off of what Nate saying, I wouldn't send my son to Andrew, not because he's not good at what he does. I think because I've had you know a little while because we were talking about this before the show, and it. I admit this is a, it's a conundrum, and I'm really glad that none of my kids have approached me about gear. I think that I would go because you know I've, my wife and I have raised four kids, and even grand grands we have three grandsons, and God forbid, I hope they never come to me. I don't think I'll live long enough to see them want to use gear, but you never know. Um, it would be a difficult thing. I think I would lean. I want to think that I would lean more towards. And this is assuming that they are going to do it no matter what. Maybe they even say that. Look, Dad, yeah. I'm going to do this no matter what. I can do it with my bros or, you know, you can you can tell me. I would try to inform. I would be going down the path of informing first. So I would try to give advice of I don't want to advocate or, or, or I don't want to help you to do this, but if you insist on doing this, there are some parameters that you, that you have to take into consideration so that you can do it, you know, as healthy as possible, which is basically what we do, you know, here too with the podcast. Now, as far as protocols and, and I'll tell you this, I would never secure, I could never get gear for my kid. And, and it can be argued that, okay, maybe I would know where to get it versus his bros. I don't know. I just can't wrap my brain around that as a father. I, I, I can't do that. And it's, it's a, it's just a really tough situation. I'm glad that I 
don't have to deal with. I push my kids in the other direction, away from bodybuilding. There's a million other things you can do. Just go do something else and work out if you want to, that sort of thing. Andrew, what do you... What, and there's not right or wrong here. We're going to be judged. Yeah. You know we're going to be judged on what we're saying based on, oh, Skip's sure. a parent. He said this. Or, you know, Andrew doesn't have any kids, so what the fuck? Or, you know, it just is what it is. But I'm trying well, to be as honest. We'll put it this, well, I do have family members that I've, you know, counseled. And, and I'm not going to call it coaching because I don't coach them. But have taught them what to do in particular situations regarding compounds. But the, you're you know, not. So it's not we like discussed this before. Yeah, you know, she's getting ready for the Masters Worlds, but, you know. No, but, um, okay, so obviously the first and foremost thing I would say is, look, I think it would be best if you waited a few more years. You have super high testosterone levels. You you know, the higher they're, the highest they're ever going to be in your natural lifetime. I think you should ride it out as long as you can yeah. naturally and, and really fall in love with the, with the lifting and eating and all that stuff. With that said, okay, I think we all know that once an 18-year-old boy or kid or man, whatever you want to call him, gets something into his head that something can make him larger, stronger, more muscular, leaner, you just and, and you're bitten by the bug, the bodybuilding bug, nothing is going to change their mind, okay? Right. And I, I would feel 100% confident with my knowledge to steer my kid in the right direction. You know, we're not talking... 800 test, 800 trend day one. We're talking like, okay, it's the same way I would treat a, a new client that comes to me, right? We're going to do labs first. We're going to see where you're at, make sure you're healthy. And then from there, we're going to start with something like 500 milligrams of testosterone. And we're going to ride that out as many cycles as we can until it stops working for us. And, and again, educating about labs along the way, educating about health supplements along the way. Because in my mind, I would much rather be party to that than have him rely on information from his other buddy who's 18 who's been watching TikTok videos or watching sure. YouTube videos from, you know, some of these guys. So I, I just think that, I mean, I think if we don't take a stand like that, then it's like, oh, are we just rolling the dice with our clients, you know? Hmm. And I feel like, no, I'm not. I'm feeling like I'm doing everything I can to get them the results they want as safe as possible. And I would do the same thing for a family member, loved one. So. Yeah, that's my take. Good points. I have this situation with one of my clients, and then I started working with one with his son, and his son has competed naturally, and he's of age, and he decided that he wants to do this. So uh, that's going to be the game plan. His dad's totally on board with, and he trusts me, which says it says a lot. It means a lot to me that his, you know, his dad would trust me. I've worked with him for an extended period of time. We're going to try something that I did with another guy. I have another guy who, has, and this guy's in his twenties, uh, and and he lifelong natural gets these crazy headaches. Okay. And it, they can't be explained. He's been to like every specialist there is. And we've tried all sorts of things and we've played with a bunch of different things and hydration seems to help. But sometimes he gets these crazy headaches. And when he does, they, they just debilitate him. So and he's been like around the world to deal with this. Anyway, we did discover like hydration is one of the things. If he can keep hydration really, really high, that, that helps him. He was afraid that if he were to start like a testosterone cycle, that if this were to trigger the headaches, he might have to live with that for an extended period of time. And he was like, I, you know, I really would love to get in to something that was easier 
to, to, to get into, get out of. And honestly, I'd like to just try an oral only. I know that, you know, that's probably not what you want to do, but that's what I'd like to do. And I was like, well, listen, what could be the harm of 25 milligrams of Anifar? That's what I suggested to him. It's like, what could be the harm of this natural guy taking 25 Anifar? Try it for a few weeks. See how it goes. If you like it, maybe we go a little bit longer, run it for six weeks, and maybe we'll do a small PCT at the end. You know, of course, we did all the lab work and everything before that. And um, he did really well. And then when he came off the cycle, he did PCT, and it pushed his test levels higher than they were before he started so he made even better progress through pct and he's just like we're like a year later now since he did that cycle and he gained a bunch of weight and now he's staying there and it's like things are good so i thought to myself you know what i I think that's what i'm going to suggest to this guy because Mm -hmm. that way we can you know because think about it man remember that first cycle and the progress we've made you know imagine if we took even less and i'm thinking like but what's less how about 25 anivar you know, what can we get with that? If you're natural, like 100% natty and you're on a little bit of Anivar, what can we do? So that's the route we're going to go. And, and, and he knows that that's not going to be what he would always do, you know, if he continues on that road. But we give him an opportunity to see how he responds, give him an opportunity to recover and see what PCT is like and all of that. So anyway, that's that's my take. If it were my own kid, I guess I would I would help him. I would because I I'm terrified to think of some of my early introductions to gear i almost ran it when i was in high school and that would have been d-ball i believe my friend todd told me yeah well there's two different steroids there's one they're both pills one of them will bulk you up and one of them will cut you i'm positive that was you know anivar winstrel in d-ball you know it, my estrogen yeah. was already high as a teenager, like from conversion from test. I, those last, it could have been a nightmare if I would have started gearing up back then. So I, I think of that. You guys, go ahead. I, I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I think about that. I think about like shady getting syringes when I first started, you know, using injectables. Like I would rather make sure that if he's going to do it, he's already been in the game. You know, he's already been bodybuilding. He's serious about it. This isn't like the last six months he's gotten into it or something like that. He's been doing it for years. Right. Then I'd, I'd support him 100%. <clears throat> of the four of us, have any of you, did did any of you use gear when you were in high school? I did not. Um, nope. Depends, like, what it was classified at the time. But I was taking... Um, Androstein Dion and converting it into a nasal inhaler and just fucking all day just sitting there sniffing it like all, <laughs> I like took you sitting there in class like like and people are like what do you want that Korea crack yeah actually I am <laughs> so I mean it was it, it's a it's a pro steroid right it's a pro hormone yeah you know Androstein converts to Androstein Dion then Androstein Diol and then finally testosterone uh, but no I didn't like inject or take a Diana ball or anything like that but four months afterwards I did. <laughs> Oh, okay. Fair enough. What about you, Skip? Were you were you on gear in high school, Skip? You're breaking up. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, I was the. I'm. I was that teenager. You know, I took my first injection of test sip in a dorm at Western Michigan University, um, and just thought it was the greatest fucking thing ever uh, whether it was 
you know, it, it probably was just like, oh yeah, I finally, I finally, I've been looking at this forever. I don't even know that I took like 200 milligrams a week for six weeks, but I thought it was good. And then from there, I went to, um, I would do like you were talking about, Scott. I would do like when I was a senior in high school, I remember running like just, and well, actually the next one was D-ball. And I actually had, I was lying down on the couch in my living room and I couldn't sit up because I had lower back pain. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I'm going to I'm gonna die. Like, these are my kidneys, and I'm only, like, 17 years old, and I'm going to fucking die. And I couldn't tell my parents that I was taking. And here was my here was my cycle. One tab a day Yep. the first week. Two tabs a day the second week. Peak at three. Stay mm-hmm. at three. And then come down to two, and then come down to one. And I didn't even get to three, and I couldn't sit up. And then a couple hours later, it just went away, and it was gone. So I kept taking it, and it was great, and I got real strong, and was eating fast food and everything else. But I as bet soon, you were. As quick as, yeah, as quick as the gains came, the gains went. And then I got into you know like in high school, I, or in, when I was a senior, I wanted to be you know lean all the time, so I was dieting ridiculous, ridiculously restrictively, um, and I was using Anavar, and I was in really good shape when I was at that time. Then I started getting into more when I was 19 and it started to pick up, you know, from there. Um, but so I did, I ran when I was young, um, you know, and I had no real problem with, you know, injecting or anything else. I didn't run huge cycles or anything like that, but I think I had more of an exposure to gear at an earlier age than most of us old heads did. I think most of the old heads waited until they were 20, 21, 22, um, you know, and that sort of thing. But my first, just a real quick note. My first real exposure to it was the Tony Mandarich article in Sports oh. Illustrated when he played Michigan State. Because yeah. I would go up to Powerhouse that had the train coming through the wall. It used to be the Outer Limits dance hall. You have to be really old to, to get these references. But it was a badass gym there. And Percy Snow and Tony Mandarich played for Michigan State at the time. And they were like monsters. And they were dicks like total fucking dicks but i just idolized them because they were so huge and when he put that list in sports illustrated what he took i've told this story before i called around the pharmacies and be like do you sell and that's what's all and shit like that and then i got to like the seventh the seventh sixth or seventh pharmacy and the guy hesitating he goes is this ken hill i was like <laughs> and hung up the phone the town wasn't big enough and he recognized my voice so I quit calling asking for steroids at the time. But I was oh, on a mission at that time to come up with it. It's amazing, man. Yeah, my my dad's friends, that was my early exposure. My dad's friends. They're like Lauren, who ran the gym, who my, my dad was buddies with. Lauren brought over pumping iron. All my dad's buddies watched it in the living room on, on VHS. So it was like I and I had known awesome. these guys. I didn't know at the time that they were on the gear until a little bit later. But I did the Andro, just like you did, Andrew. The Andro in the norandrostendiol. Or first it was androstendione, then norandrostendione, then androstendiol, and norandrostendiol. Did you ever do those, Skip? No. Um, you just went to the good by stuff. The time that came out, yeah, I was already. I'm, it's like I've always told you guys I'm like, peptides, there's growth hormone. I had already gone, <laughs> crossed over to the dark side. And, and let's say this, let's be fair. I think we would all agree. Wouldn't injectable testosterone, wouldn't we agree that that's safer and easier on the body than 
the vast yeah. majority of those pro hormones at that time anyway. Yeah, so there's absolutely. an example right there. As yeah. a kid, you could go buy that stuff at GNC, or you could get the illegal version, especially then, because at least now, society looks at it more like, you know, TRT. I'd say 90% of people yeah. using TRT who aren't in bodybuilding, they don't know that it's a steroid. Yeah, They know yeah, it as TRT. Yeah. If you told them yeah. you're on steroids, they'd be like, oh, you're a dick. No, I'm not. You are. You, because you have muscles. Yeah. It, it, they don't get it. They don't understand that. Where it was completely unacceptable back then. Remember 1991, it was shortly after I graduated. I graduated in 88. 1991 was the Anabolic Steroid Act. And when it passed, that's yeah. when all the shit went down and everybody started getting indicted and busted and going and who was responsible system. for who, who was responsible for introducing that bill? Biden's <clears throat> son. Because he got no, screwed Joe, over no. on a baseball. <laughs> no, no, it was Joe. It was Joe Biden. It was Joe. Well, oh, oh, I get was, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Joe his Biden son who was whining like a little bitch. Oh, these guys are better than me. And it, no, like, he was saying that he would have made it steroids. to the. He would have made it to the MLB. Joe Biden was saying he would have made it to the MLB if it weren't for these guys on the juice stuff. Yeah, yep. That's like yeah. That's like being like, oh, I would have, I would have, you know made it to the nba if uh, i had the jordan sneakers or some crap yeah you know exactly <laughs> yeah yeah yep. i i just one watched after, that if you guys haven't watched it yet check out the gladiators um mini series on netflix you, did you watch oh, it yeah, it's like like oh dude too. it is so good and it takes me right back to the time we we're talking yeah. about skip like that was oh, absolutely and thinking about like them like a couple of the guys talked about getting in a fight and like dealing with rage and all of that and I'm thinking to myself, if I were in my earlier 20s when I started running gear or being a teen, even worse, I would not have been it would not have been a good fit for me. I would have been in a really bad situation because I, I I'm glad that I didn't start until later just because of my personality. So I'm I'm glad I didn't. Start I, was back as fuck. I never had those types of issues, but I've never been that kind of person that is terribly confrontational or wants to fight or especially when I was younger I'd say arguably and this sounds bad because you guys know I'm pretty chill I mean there were the intense muscle days where I had to keep everything straight I didn't yeah. want to fight anybody I'm not that, I'm not just saying fighting though just being like a kid that oh, doesn't okay. have patience and you know what I'm gotcha. saying it's like I just yeah just in general. I, I have, yes thank you I have thank far you. less patience at 53 than I ever did when I was 20 yeah. <laughs> the older I get it's it just goes downhill I do not want to wait for anything did, did you guys um, mentally, like when you started, because of how, like, say, the media portrayed any type of AAS use, did you purposely try to, like, go out of your way to be nicer to people? Because I did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've because in, in case of the What did you say, Nate? I don't remember there being a negative portrayal, though, of Gary. I think it's What's far that? more negative now. What? No, what's that movie with Ben Affleck um, where he has roid rage? Or when um, you guys seen the program, right? Oh when, yeah. Um, yeah, Thor, Latimer, you know, Latimer. He, yeah, Latimer, yeah, Latimer's on the juice and he's like banging his head through car doors and he's flipping benches over and, and just being a dick to everybody. And in my mind, like I'm watching it back then, and I, even back then, I was like, when I was in high school, I'm like, because I was really into co- high school and college football. I was like, there's no way that something you take like that, like automatically turns you into like the most asshole person you could possibly be. There's just no way. But I did make a mental note that when I do start, I'm going to go out of my way to be as polite, nice and and congenial to people as I possibly can. So that if I did ever get in trouble, they'd be like, huh, 
that guy, he's not acting like the guys that I see in the movies or like it's been portrayed in the media. Like he's actually a really nice guy. And I actually, I do think it helped out when I got in trouble to tell you the truth. We have a little bit different spin on it, but I think we're on the same page. I go out of my way to be nice as a bodybuilder. Not yeah, necessarily. I don't process it as drugs because I think that the mainstream public, mainstream society has an incredibly negative connotation of bodybuilders in general that they're narcissistic for good reason um you know obviously it's a blanket (laughs) but yeah but you know and and that they do act like dicks and i know i've gone out of my i don't know how many times i've had someone walk away from me and say god i thought you were going to be an asshole and i'm like why why would you think that and i know why i'm asking the question you know but at the same time i know exactly why so at least that way i feel better that they walk away and they go oh shit he was a nice guy. Yeah. Maybe they're maybe he's not the only one. <laughs> and then there's Nate on a plane. <laughs> we, were, we were both I'm making friends with everybody on either side of us. <laughs> oh my god, that big guy's gonna tear the wings off. He's so bad. <laughs> yeah, we, people are always curious. We definitely got a lot of people always... coming up to us. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Do you tell them like you're going to a show and stuff like that? What kind of questions did you get yeah. in the airport and stuff? Are you a bodybuilder? <laughs> a couple people that, How'd that feel to tell them like I'm a pro asshole? Or like what are you guys doing? Or yeah, like they see us. Me and Andrew, like Andrew's still really big in person too and imposing. So me and him together, you know, it's just sort of like what's going on here, you know? Well, you're obviously a couple. Stand out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, look at those hotel. I think it's like one of those things though, like I wonder who's big the guys top. walk around. I said it. I went there. Sorry. You, but, but you know, whenever you see like two two distinctively different people in a crowd, you start thinking, Oh, like what are they part of? Or you know, if you saw two dudes that were like maybe dressed in samurai stuff, you'd be like, Oh, are those guys like, you know, samurai yeah. fighters or are those you know, it's a weird example, but but yeah. I think I, a lot of the times I think the questions you get are like, Are you guys MMA fighters or yeah. are you guys and then you're like, guy, MMA fighters are like a buck seventy. Like, are you right. saying we look that small? <laughs> you know? yeah. Um but like, or like, are you guys wrestlers, or are you guys football players, or pro athletes, that kind of thing? You know, um, yeah. I, but I, I do find like, because sometimes you get into these conversations on planes, or when you're waiting around for something, people are grilling you about, what, you know, oh, what do you eat for this? You got to just like literally talk so fast and give them so much information, so they're like, okay, I've had enough. I'm gonna go back to reading my book, <laughs> and then you get to put your headphones back on and go back to doing what you were doing. Yeah, you know, it, it's. It, I, do, I use it in the gym too when people ask me stuff, and I just rattle off stuff so quickly, and I tr- and I kind of like, I talk myself up a little too much so that they're like, okay, this kid's a little conceited. Like I'm just gonna go back to doing what I'm doing. So I'm like, thank God I got my headphones back on. I'm gonna go back to training by myself. Great. That's funny. Well, it was like it was like Skip was saying. You got to play it cool because I I was even eating rice cakes, you know, after all this, and the flight attendant comes up to me and he's like, oh yeah. I remember when I used to like work out and I used to eat those things and he's going on and on about like rice cakes. And I'm like, bro, just like walk away so I can eat my food. Like leave me alone. But you got to like be cool and not be that huge jack guy. That's an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just sort of sit calmly and wait to eat your rice cakes till he leaves. Yeah. And if you here's, ask here's another them a couple one. questions about them, it goes over great. Anytime you can turn a conversation around back to whoever's asking you what they love that. Oh shit. yeah. Because then there's that bond. Then there's like, Oh, there you go. shit about what? about what I'm doing or he's asking me questions. Yeah. 
So I'm going to say, I, I think I stand out as such a conservative wherever I go to that like, so I'm reading a book, right? And it's a, it's a biography of Abraham Lincoln. And okay. one of the flight attendants kept on stopping to like whisper in my ear and tell me all these conspiracy theories between like Abraham Lincoln and um, uh, JFK, uh, yeah, John F. Kennedy and how like there's the Trinity bloodline and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's great, man. Yeah, I've read that. That's cool. You know, but he keeps on coming back and he starts passing me notes like all these like obscure, like I think rumble groups and his handle. And like he's like, keep, you know, <laughs> keep, keep, keep the flame going, Patriot, like stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm just yes. Yes, I'm conservative. But really, more than anything, I'm just into history. And I just want to read this book about Abraham Lincoln. Thank you. I mean, yeah. he stopped like three times and then passed me two notes. It, it was kind of interesting. <laughs> no more jokes about Andrew and Nate sending out vibes on their trip, Skip. <laughs> All, right. <laughs> it All hurts, right, but okay. Let's wrap this thing up, guys. Uh, Nate, it's a pleasure to have you here as always, man. And always. it's freaking awesome to get to hear your story and to get to see how you've done. Dude, oh, I gotta say, I gotta say real quick too. Yeah. Um, even myself, a lot of places I go, a lot of people come up to me and they're like, oh man, I love like the, sh the show. Like sometimes they like get it confused. Like I'm on the show with you guys. Like, so like I get a lot oh, of yeah. people that say like they watch the show and I'm like, yeah, I'm not really, I'm only on like here and there, but I was like my coach Andrew is like, and they're like, yeah, I love that watching Andrew too, but it's pretty cool to see like how now that they're like, it's who? grown. Like cause I remember when, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Andrew, Andrew, I'm talking think to you. Me and I'm you started talking in like 2019 yeah and just to see the growth of the channel has been crazy and like how far it reaches you know like because even at that planet fitness when we first stopped off in that abbotsford to get a pump this guy came up to me got a picture with me and he was saying he listened to the podcast and oh, stuff which is pretty cool oh that's so, cool i'm surprised we have you know, a listener listening. at planet fitness that surprises me <laughs> you know what i'm saying that's awesome I know. yeah that's awesome. i'm surprised well whoever he yeah, is that never actually there was I had three people um, say something about the show. Uh, You're kidding me. Band Pro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, one kid, 21-year-old, he took a picture with me and Nate. Um, and then I had two other guys probably in their 30s that had mentioned that they liked the show and enjoyed watching and whatnot. So I freaking love that. That makes my day. It makes my day to hear that yeah, kind I'm, of stuff. I'm the same way. It's very flattering. And it's happening more probably this last year than it has uh, even prior to that. So it is. It's, it's very cool. To the point where someone was watching me, I saw an older guy watching me in the gym the other day, and I remember thinking, 10 years ago, I'd be like, what the fuck is this clown staring at me for? Why is he mad dogging me? <laughs> but then I thought, maybe he recognizes me for something. So I, you know, I kind of smiled, nodded, nodded at him, and he came, I started my cardio, and he came over. What cardio? My warm-up for legs. I don't want to mislead. I don't do cardio. <laughs> and he came over and he introduced himself. He's like, hey, you're Skip. And that type of thing makes me, it reminds me that God, it's a good thing I'm not a, I, I'm not a dick. Because if I would have scowled at him or been like, fuck, it would have given that, that vibe that I'm an asshole. And he probably wouldn't have approached me for that reason. So it's yeah. just cool that you know. It's a reminder that there are you don't know who's listening, you don't know who follows you, you don't know who thinks highly of you, and it would. I know it would bother me if I was an asshole to somebody who walked away and went, oh, man, I thought he was a nice guy. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's cool. But Scott yeah, and Andrew and Nate are cool, so fuck it. Well, I'll watch the show anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love when we get a chance to meet people. I need to go out more so I can have that happen. I, it's very rare that I ever go anywhere where I get a chance to. So I'm glad that you guys are going out. And uh, Nate, if people want to reach out for, to you for coaching, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, just my Instagram. It's at Nate Spear. And uh, it's the easiest way. So just shoot me a DM. Cool. And what, what's the plan for the rest of the season, guys? What are you going to do now? Uh, we're still sort of debating it. We'll see sort of. I'll, I'll just eat some food over the next couple of days and rest up a little bit and sort of make some plans from there. Nice. Cool. Well, we'll look forward to hearing about it. I'm sure, Andrew, you'll tell us. you keep us we'll posted. See. All right. Yeah, of course, you go to bodyberry.com. You can reach out to Andrew over there for coaching. Teamskip.com. You can reach out to Skip McNally Diets at gmail.com. You can hit me up there. And of course, check out our sponsors, truenutrition.com. Use our code THINK over there for high quality third party tested supplements. You can get a cheap carbohydrate that's good quality, like 60, 25 gram servings for 20 bucks. Or you can go all out and get pure top of the end highly branched cyclic dextrin i challenge you to find a pure highly branched cyclic dextrin for the price that true nutrition has uh although uh the the metal stuff is pretty good too so you might want to check them out as well andrew if they do what code do they use over there berry 10 berry 10 all right and of course uh supplementsource.ca for canadian people lots of good deals over there that change week to week and Thank you to everybody from Patreon. We'll have a bunch of questions from Patreon coming up. And uh, check over Patreon because I've been posting a bunch of extra like behind-the-scenes footage over there, too, of Skip saying things that he wouldn't want us to hear. <laughs> I hope that. <laughs> no, I'm not. But there's behind-the-scenes <laughs> stuff. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you watching. We'll see you soon.